0: Hello and welcome to another episode of That's What She Said with Zach and Nicole. Nicole, how are you doing today?
1: I am great. I have my glass of wine and I am feeling fantastic. So who knows what I will actually end up oh. saying tonight. Oh God. <laughs> 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 and uh,
0: Nicole looks like we have a special guest today. A friend of the podcast. We have our first Lancy. guest. Our first guest. Let's see how you're doing.
2: Foreign. I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, this is dope. I've always wanted to be on a podcast. This is a dream come true. I'm so happy. <laughs> don't, don't our stop little
1: 10-view, that that's-what-she-said podcast. This is the dream.
0: <laughs> our small viewership. Our small dedicated viewership. viewership.
1: This is part of our... This is one of three of our fan club, let's be honest.
2: Listen, I'm a, I'm a fan. I was <laughs> peeping the episodes, all right? But no, uh, things are great. Um... I'm also trying to get, as I was telling Zach earlier, I'm trying to get into my creative side, you know, in this weird pandemic time, so anything content creation is definitely the the move for the foreseeable future, so I'm excited.
1: Well, that's how we felt during quarantine, too. We just, honestly, we kept pushing. We kept doing episodes, and we're like, you know what, let's just, even though there's not really any news, like, let's just go
2: for real and to be honest it's almost like you can it's like almost like you're creating the content for yourself in a way just because it's like you can enjoy you know those thoughts that you put out like i wish somebody could record one of our flanagan's conversations
1: i mean i i practically do uh, with snapchat let's be honest (laughs) 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 all right well let's Let's talk about the Emmys because I honestly did not even know that we were getting the nominations out yesterday until I looked on Twitter and Zach was retweeting everything and I'm at work and I'm like, oh shit, oh shit, let me see who's (laughs) nominated. Um, But we'll get into that. But first, trailers for Dune and Wonder Woman 84 will be released on Inception's 10th anniversary re-release. Zach... I don't know how you felt about that. I felt, I got the text message literally three hours ago and I was like, I go, is this a good text? Is this an interesting text? What is this?
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm excited for it. I just, I'm a little annoyed that we have to Because wait it's on Inception? For- yeah. And and yeah. who hasn't seen Inception by now?
1: Mm-hmm. And but you know what? And I'm sorry, but like, why on Inception's tenth anniversary? It's not even the same directors. I'm I'm thinking it's got
0: something to do with Tenet, for some reason. It, I, I can't fair. explain why I think that, but I think it's got something to do with Tenet, where you have Christopher Nolan is trying to, you know, be, this be the first leader for back film. The yeah, and yeah. so he's like, and <laughs> so they're like, okay, well, if he's like the the model film coming back from this pandemic why don't we we put it on one of his projects maybe also because inception's the nearest re-release coming out or anything coming out Mm -hmm. at that point so i think they're probably like in order to get the trailers out because we won't be in theaters to watch the trailers before movies they're like let's put it on these dvd releases but i'm also hoping that we get them on youtube as well so that we can watch them without having to
1: Oh, we will. But I mean, I I, I guarantee yeah. you they'll be. They even sometimes what I see happen with trailers, like with highly anticipated trailers such as um, Tenet or anything like DC or Marvel. Like they always, they'll release it sometimes the night before, mm-hmm. and then they'll. Like I know a lot of times during football games they'll just drop a trailer, mm-hmm. and then we'll see it that following Friday when a huge film is coming out. So say if Tenant were to come out like that Friday. And there was a football game Monday. I wouldn't be shocked if we got like a Dune snippet and then we got the major trailer that Friday, which is usually how it plays out.
3: Mm.
1: I don't know. I'm I'm honestly I kind of was hyped to see that Dune was going to we were going to get our first Dune trailer because everything was halted during the pandemic, during quarantine. So it's kind of exciting now to start get seeing news outlets saying, okay, now we're gonna get a second trailer from Wonder Woman eighty four. We're going to get Dune is coming and then who knows, maybe Avatar will have a little a little uh <laughs> logo snippet.
0: <laughs> oh what for Dune?
1: <laughs> no, like Avatar, like even like Oh, uh, okay. We talked about this last episode. We talked like how we weren't a fan of Avatar. We were a fan of Avatar, but not really. Like, we just...
2: I think Avatar just capitalized on 2009 and not seeing those special effects that early. You go back and watch and it's cool, but... Yeah, it
0: doesn't hold up. It, it does, but...
2: It... It, it
0: does, but it doesn't. For, for, yeah.
2: for where it is in, like, the movie pantheon, it's mm-hmm. not hitting like that you know what I mean it's a great great movie and it's groundbreaking
3: but
1: yeah I tried getting my dad to rewatch it with me the other day or watch it for the first time he looks at it he goes I'm not watching a blue people movie and then he walked out of the <laughs> 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 I just go oh, no. I go dad it's a it's like kind of a good film he goes I'm not watching Avatar oh, and then he man. went back to watching his Netflix and I was like Wow! <laughs> my, my dad won't like Savage. he'll only watch Mission Impossible or Mark Wahlberg there's no in between he I literally mean, like made fun fair. of me for putting on Breaking Dawn last night like he's like Man. this movie
0: well I'll do the same thing cause I'm not sure. watching you,
1: it you always do the same shit to me <laughs> <laughs> um, Tenet Tenet is to be released in certain US cities September 4th um, I, it, Florida's probably not getting it let's be honest yeah emphasis on the surface <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing was seeing um, so let's see we have, a, we have like four favorite bloggers on Twitter you'll always see me and Zach mm-hmm. post about them and Jeremy Conrad which is one of our favorite Twitter vloggers says well looks like we're going to be seeing about 50 uh, Instagram videos about Tenet because I mean I've I, seen most yeah, of my movie spoilers like on
0: it, Instagram I saw a tweet the other day where it was somebody goes it's like a picture of Sims 4 a picture of Fortnite and a picture of um, another game and oh Animal Crossing and somebody (laughs) goes it goes uh, Christopher Nolan pitching where he's going to release Tenet (laughs) next (laughs) year
1: Oh my god. Oh my gosh. So funny. This
0: is I don't know if this movie is ever going to come out and so I think it
1: will in specific. I think it's going to come out in lower risk cities at the moment. Cities that have like New York is going down, so I wouldn't be shocked if New York kind of was given the green light in about a month or two to open theaters. I mean, we're not even past phase 2, I don't think. I I think movie theaters are phase 3 or 4. I think Sophia
0: is for me and I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but you know, with this pandemic, it's, the spread is mostly because of people traveling. And so mm-hmm. I think if you're gonna have certain cities that are gonna be playing this film and you have dedicated fans like you and me who, who wanna see this movie, then you, you might have see. those people traveling to these cities just to watch yeah. it. So I don't know whether, how that's gonna play into everything, uh, but I think that's a strong possibility moving forward.
1: You know what I thought about, to be completely honest, and you'll probably not be shocked at this. Um, There was a thing saying, I think one of my one of our bloggers posted something about how, like, since every movie pretty much got delayed, everything was delayed till either the end of the year 2021. And someone had wrote, "Could you imagine if Endgame had been had come out this year, if it would have been delayed?" And I I thought about it, and I was like, okay, that's not like obviously it's not the worst thing in the world. But I would have been really upset. And mm-hmm. speaking of like traveling and whatnot, I'm not gonna lie, if Endgame hadn't come out in like a US like in Florida, if it was out in like Georgia or something over opening weekend, I would honestly have flown and and gone to like an yeah. unopening night and seen it. Like I, I, I agree with you. I think it's just like that specific film. Like Tenet, I would not fly to another state to go see it. But if it was like a huge major motion film that I was very involved with, I would go do it. What do you think, Lens?
2: I mean, if it got to build a franchise, yeah. Like, that's I think that's what made like Endgame, the fact that there was just so much that built up to it. And as hyped as Tenet is, I don't know, maybe there might be a ticket cap, but it is understandable. Like, again, if anything close to Endgame came out in this pandemic time, like people would definitely travel. People would definitely get in their cars, take road trips or whatever they wouldn't be missing that movie but i think tenet it's i don't know but it's still going to be fascinating like it also has the benefit of being the first thing back so
0: right and also also, i think another thing is the fact that there's going to be it's going to be in imax movie theaters as well so that might also change things it's not it's not just a standard release because it has imax sequences because christopher nolan loves uh, big picture IMAX sequences, so I, I'm sure yes. it's going to be in theaters that have the potential to uh, show IMAX films. So that might also decrease the amount of people, and maybe mm-hmm. stop a potential spread. But yeah, I I, I don't know, and and uh, I don't know. I'm I'm feeling like they could do something where i i i get the appeal of doing it in a movie theater but i'm also kind of like why don't you just put it on platforms that people can access it easily you know and do we just pay the mm-hmm. money to go watch it or and that was i, I a think well maybe thing it's going with... to be like maybe it's going to be like how they did the irishman where it came out in movie theaters and then after a while it was on netflix and did then, they really yeah. do that yeah, they did it. They released it in movie theaters, and then like a month or so afterwards, they put it on Netflix.
1: It must have been a super limited release, because mm-hmm. I had no recollection of them. I yeah, heard, I thought it was just a solely... Oh, that's, know, that's fascinating. fascinating.
0: So it might. Be, I think that's probably the better option, that you have it in th- small theaters across the country, and then you put it on Netflix for everyone to go see it, and... You collect I think Irishman revenue.
2: still had... It still felt cinematic, just the way they right. marketed it, even though it was a Netflix release. It still felt different than watching your typical yeah. Netflix original movie.
0: I think my thing is... You know, society has advanced so much that m- a vast majority of people have the potential to watch cinema movies in their own home. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so... Because of that potential, I'm wondering, isn't it just a safer option just to release it at home? I mean, Trolls did pretty good and it released on like Xfinity and, and, and you know, cable. So And
1: they can honestly even like rele- a lot of the a lot of people have been saying just release Black Widow onto Disney Plus and then play it in the theaters. And yeah. honestly, I would do both. I'm I, like I would still watch want to watch it online, but I would love to see Tenet. I'd love to see Black Widow, Mulan. Mm-hmm. All these major movies coming out, I would love to see them in the theater, but I think it's hurting them more to keep delaying them because then yeah. what's going to happen with these actors who have to either do like a press tour or do something, but then they're busy with other scheduling.
0: Yeah, it's it's hurting uh, the movie or As it
1: becomes a irrelevant at a certain
0: point. Yeah, because at some point the stubbornness is just going to cause eventual failure. Mm-hmm. That's how I see it. I just see the more stubborn we become by saying, you know, this is going to be the first movie in movie theaters. If it's not, then we're waiting for this moment to happen and then eventually mm-hmm. we're just going to give up on the film. The same way, kind of, people have given up on New Mutants. Which is supposed to have been coming out like four years ago. So yeah. I, I, I August twenty eighth, apparently. Yeah. So I, I think that could follow in the same steps potentially, and I mean, you. I think it's just it Christopher Nolan, to, to be scenario. honest. It is. He's he's being because very. Because every other director
1: stomach. has been okay. Pa- yeah. Patty Jenkins, director of Wonder Woman, even said, "Our time will come when it does." Right. And she pushed it to October and then the same thing happened with Black Widow they were like okay listen like, we have no issue we ha- we're going to push it to November 4th that's fine but Christopher Nolan is the one saying okay let's this has to be released in theaters it has to be like that's kind of at first it kind of made me feel very like okay like that's a little being a little aggressive with it
0: yeah he's I don't know <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, well, I found this interesting. I feel like you might. Um, according to Discussing Film, David S. Goyer has revealed that Warner Brothers initially wanted to give Joker an origin story in The Dark Knight. Which I thought we did get an origin story pretty much. No. But... We did Oh. <laughs> 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 You're obviously watching the wrong film.
0: <laughs> but I knew this. I I knew that was something. I think it was in the Blu-ray commentary. I think Chris Nolan mentioned that they thought about having a backstory for the Joker, but because the Joker is a character without a backstory for the most part, they just felt it would be better to just to do it without it. And honestly, it is a good idea. Um, and also, I think we would have lost the performance of Joaquin Phoenix if yeah. we had uh, Oh, is that Joker who origin. I
1: thought I thought it was Heath Ledger for Dark no, Knight. No, what I'm saying. It, oh, Ledger, oh, I understand what saying you're saying. Okay. Have, okay. No, yeah, no, I think it worked well. The whole new
2: Joker movie would have happened. Yeah. With the
1: backstory, so. I still haven't finished it. <laughs>
2: I'm so bad with finishing things. You're <laughs> good.
1: No, like it's it, cuz usually I can watch an entire film no problem, but Joker it is probably one of the only like maybe three films I've never been able to finish along with Forrest Gump. so.
2: You've never finished Forrest what? Gump?
1: I've only ever seen the first 10 minutes. I've never seen anything past that. 10 Forrest Gump? Yeah, Thomas always Forrest gets so Gump. mad. So Thomas tried showing it to me and Katie, and Katie successfully watched the whole film twi- twice, and I fell asleep both times after the first 10 minutes. You just like
2: a... A guttural reaction to it? Like, you just can't stand watching Tom Hanks?
1: No. I, I do like Tom <laughs> I'm not, like, I like Tom Hanks. I'm not, like, a huge, like, I'll watch his films any day. But I don't know. It, it just didn't, it didn't, and it doesn't appeal to me. So I'm, Nicole, like. it sounds to me like you hate Tom Hanks. I don't hate Tom Hanks because <laughs> he is one of the most memorable actors of this decade, or I, whatever twenty years is two decades, but
2: so <laughs> this for, is what this for, is what
1: Zach deals with.
2: <laughs> for all of the years that you've heard the life is like a box of chocolates line, it just hasn't hasn't hit for you.
1: No, I I, I, I know what. Okay, yes, I know the line I know you know is the involved. Yeah, but I don't. I just I I can't. I've only seen up to the part where he's running, and then like I watched you random parts. You mean as parts. a kid? Yeah, like so where he runs don't... and Jenny yells, "Run, Forrest, run!" And then I've I've never really You're watched it fully like after that. Five minutes into the movie, <laughs> so you don't you don't you don't hate Jenny. I do. So okay, I've seen like parts. I've just never watched it full length past okay. that part. But I've I seen thought, parts like you after said, that. Like, you
2: only saw though. Like I know he,
1: minutes. I know like he sees Elvis in person. I know like mm-hmm. Jenny comes back and forth. I I think Jenny like. I don't want to say it in a bad way. I think she like gets it, she has a disease in the film. Um it's like That's I've fair. seen it. You've
2: seen enough of it. Yeah, she's got the spark. She runs the version. world. Yeah. There's a there's a few <laughs> movies Y'all want where spark it's, notes, like, I got you. <laughs> there's a few movies where just over all the years of it just being like reruns on TNT. Like I'll catch it like one month, I'll watch thirty minutes here and there. A few I'll months later it'll it. be on again. I'll be like, watch the second half, so I'll just piece together what happened. Yeah,
0: like, we, were, we were that talking episode. about this in the last episode about TNT. Like, when you went, when I'm watching TNT, I catch old movies like you, and I'll yeah. watch them. But I've already seen those movies most of the time. I've, it's never mm-hmm. a movie I've never seen before. But,
3: yeah. Us, I
1: mean, don't, honestly, like, I'll probably, it took me... I wanna say ten years or twelve years to watch the notebook fully. So I think
0: I have never finished the notebook, so I never watched the notebook, Dear John
1: That was (laughs) me up until and everyone like everyone was always like, You need to finish notebook I said, No, like it doesn't appeal to me. So I finally watched it one day fully because Shannon kept saying, like, it's my favorite movie, watch it, blah blah blah. I was like, Whatever, fine, I'll I'll watch it and then I mean, Forrest Gump, I know it's Thomas's favorite movie, so maybe I'll probably end up watching it one day, but it just... It, if it has to appeal to me, I can't just watch it and be like... <laughs> it, as a movie fan, it's, it's very difficult for me to explain my, my watches.
2: No, it's fair. Everybody has their taste. I mean, I mean, if it makes you feel any better, I've watched, like, the first Harry Potter, and the rest, it's bits and pieces. What the heck? I'm so serious.
1: Wow.
2: I'm so serious. And when I say bits and pieces, I'm talking like minimal bits and pieces.
1: I can literally like quote half of them. Zach
2: is just disgusted Listen, right now. Guys,
0: I am disgusted, flabbergasted, <laughs> <laughs> appalled. I So many words right now. I don't know how to feel about what I've just Lindsay-
1: I'll watch Forrest Gump, and you have to watch the rest of the Harry Potters. No, no, that's, that's not equivalent. a fair <laughs> It's not
2: a fair trade off. You've already watched.
1: You gotta watched find this. five other films for me.
2: Yeah, I have to watch five other films for like you watching 45 minutes to an hour because you've seen oh most my of it. Gosh.
1: Ugh, fine, just... we'll we'll Listen, talk about it.
2: <laughs> I know. I just know how everything ends. Harry is alive, and he has a kid, and you know that, that's what counts.
1: I mean, that's one. That, that's guys, the SparkNotes version. Say
2: it's not about the journey; it's about the destination.
1: <laughs>
2: who said yeah. that? Yeah, who said Nobody that? Nobody said that.
1: That's now. That's that's copyrighted to Lindsay.
2: That's copyrighted to me, guys.
1: All right, and now we have the Emmy news. I was actually very excited for this because I was honestly the nominations were pretty like. That's crazy. a good, like, term. They were pretty, I want, I don't want to say spicy, but they were pretty, like, holy shit. They really yeah. went there this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, starting off, The Mandalorian picks up 15 nominations, including Best Drama Series, Best Cinematography, Best Production Design, Best Original Dramatic Score, and the Best Guest Star nomination for Giancarlo Esposito. I was Honestly, I was very shocked that Mandalorian got nominated, but I was very happy because it was Mm well-deserved.
0: I called this this from the first episode. I I still haven't finished it. This is winning.
1: (laughs) We talked about this last episode. (laughs) I'm still on (laughs) one minute episode seven.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I called this from the first moment I saw it. I knew this was going to have huge potential
1: good for them mm-hmm. that's gonna bring star wars honestly this is what star wars needed they well, needed this push they, for upcoming films tv have, shows
2: they already have a vast universe to work off of yeah. too so you just have seasons and seasons of content and stories to explore
0: i'm so excited
1: 50 nominations oh my gosh which Impressive leads me into HBO's Watchmen receives 26 nominations at this year's Emmys, which was insane.
2: I actually this is going to be a recurring theme tonight guys, of shows that we didn't finish. I didn't finish Watchmen, but for what I did watch
0: she's incredible. Um, I haven't even H. seen it. Regina. Regina King. I yeah, I haven't started Regina it, but I've heard great things from Watchmen. But
1: now I'm going to. I'm going to watch it. Show.
2: She's she's just something else. She's such a strong actor and then like the imagery that they just continue. I mean, it's just The Watchmen, the series itself, you already know about all the imagery, but the like HBO spin on it is just very very clever. It's really fresh. I was a big fan. She won
1: fan an Oscar.
0: Yeah, she did. She won an Oscar. She's been going I want to say last year. She's been going up for mm-hmm. years. It's yeah. it's crazy that now she's getting recognition for the work she's put mm-hmm. in, but she's been going off for years. So it is not Listen, a Listen
2: w- when you see somebody who has the range the to range. voice Huey Freeman and Riley Freeman mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. then go yeah. to the Mandel, uh, to watchmen, like she's a legend. She's a certified legend. But yeah, no, HBO just in general, just the quality they put out.
0: It's, like here's yeah. and here's top, top 10 network, if if you could even say that. I, I've i never been... I mean, been, they gave
1: us Game of Thrones. I've never been upset which? with
0: an HBO content. I'm a huge fan of whatever HBO puts out, for the most part.
1: Yep. Which leads us to... Netflix beats HBO in most nominations this year. Which I'm not shocked with, because it pretty much... All the shows I saw that have nominations... Like, they're all they're all Netflix. Well, Dead to Me got nominations. Schitt's Creek got nominations. Um... I know he's
2: blinded. Did it? Yeah. Wow. It, it for for just general reality TV. I mean, and mm-hmm. it deserves it. That was just for somebody who doesn't care for reality TV one bit. The spin that they put on that show is so clever. It was good TV. It was honestly good TV because, like, everybody's seen the typical reality show tropes. But, like, putting like random people who have never met each other, and never seen each other, it's a chaotic idea. And it works so well just because pure chaos ensues. now I'm waiting for but Bachelor and
1: Bachelorette Sorry. to get nominated.
2: She's just waiting. Let's not get off of HBO just yet because, you know, I just have to talk about Bay really quickly. I think we all know who Bay is.
3: Oh, Jesus. Don't, don't do it to the
2: Dutchie. We all know who Bay is. We'll get, to Bay. Like gonna get to Bay. We're going to get to Bay. Bay. We're going to, to get to Bay. Trust me. We're going to get to Bay. We're getting to all Bay.
0: All right. Just making sure uh, yeah. we'll, we'll no, get to
3: no,
0: Bay. No. We've, we've made a note.
1: We're, we're getting <laughs> to Bay. We've made a note. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> we've booked this as um, nominees. Via com, Carrie Washington broke a record by earning four nominations over four categories for the upcoming Emmys, which she is a queen and she deserves it. Everything she's in, she has. She's just like Regina King. They have the best range. She, I watched her in Little Fires Everywhere compared to Scandal. Oh my God, I've got to say, like I can't, I couldn't even ch- tell you. Like they're both phenomenal shows. She did amazing Little Fires Everywhere. Her mm-hmm. her character actually kind of pissed me off, but a good way to to the point that I'm like, okay, she has range enough for me to love her in Scandal, but for me to despise her character in this show. I could
2: respect that.
1: Mm. Um, and then Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series. Um, well, this is just we have
0: just some of the nominations for... Yes, for we wrote
1: down a couple nominations for, mm-hmm. for our fans. Um, for Lindsay, I'll tell you that Brian Cox got nominated for Succession, um, okay. Jeremy Strong for Succession, Jason Bateman for Ozark, Billy Porter mm-hmm. for Pose. Is it Pose or Pose. Pose. Pose, Sterling K. Brown for *This Is Us*, and Steve Carell for *The Morning Show*.
2: I watched a trailer for *The Morning Show* the other day, actually, and I really, really want to watch it. I'm not sure if any, if any of you guys have watched it yet. Yeah, we. Oh, it. we no, did. it's a it's a great cast, but I really want to watch it. Like, it's it caught my attention.
1: Really good. Like, I probably binged yeah. it in like three to four days over quarantine.
2: Is there? Cause I'm a. I can I can be pretty basic with my taste, but is there any? Is there like the clever comedy component, or is it just straight like intense intensity?
1: I would say straight intensity. Yeah. With kind of like. It's not. There's like a moment where there were a couple moments. Comedic moments. Yeah, there was a couple moments when I just was like, "Ha," but I wasn't Mm -hmm. like laughing. It was just kind of like, "Ah, okay." It's more like
0: shade than anything. Mm-hmm. It's characters throwing shade in each other for the first few episodes. There's moments where you sit yeah. there and you're like, Ooh! but like outside of that, it's not really like laugh out loud moments. It's and then,
2: then that's not even what I'm looking for out of a show like that. But I always appreciate when they could like, I always appreciate when a show that you know it's we're putting it in this genre, this box, but it can every once in a while like venture out and just throw you something different. So i was just
3: curious,
1: Zach, if I make it I'm about What's to make that? you real happy about this one. Make so if you happy. if you want something like that, you can also do a comparison, watch the morning show, but then also watch the newsroom, because we had mm-hmm. a whole we had half an episode a few weeks ago where we discussed both, and mm-hmm. newsroom has that kind of taste where it actually made me laugh like quite yeah. a lot. Um, yeah. the newsroom's
0: clever, as far as comedy and, and it's and very witty. And, yeah, it's, yeah, that's the. That's probably, if you're looking for that, Newsroom is that show. But the morning show is just very heavy and deep, and and, uh, it's a ride. But you have to be willing to go there because it's it's quite an investment after a while. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But it was very, like, for me, I think it was worth the watch. It's only 10 episodes on Apple TV, Mm -hmm. and it, it... I was very satisfied with what they did with it on this, with the season, how they played it out and how it went. Um, newsroom is very opposite kind of, but I don't know. I, I, I honestly liked both. I mm-hmm. would I would tell you just to watch both and see which one you prefer. But, I, but morning show was kind of, for me, it was a breeze. Um, newsroom took me maybe like an episode or two to get into, but morning show, I kind of like off the bat because of that's, what I'm more interested in. I mean, I'm interested in both, but Morning Show is kind of more of like the serious thing that I was into. I got you. And then we have Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series, which I'm sure Lency will be happy about. Um, We have (laughs) Jodie Corner in Killing Eve, Jennifer Aniston in The Morning Show, Laura Linney in Ozark, Sandra Oh in Killing Eve, Olivia Colman in The Crown, and Zendaya in Euphoria.
0: There it is.
1: All
0: well, right. there it is. There
1: it is. I actually um. uh,
2: I I FaceTimed her when I, I heard that she, you know, got the Emmy nomination. <laughs> <laughs> the day the day cool, so. And they me.
1: And I what did it. she say? Well,
2: she was happy. She's like, you know, you're there for me with this, from the start. So like, yeah.
1: I, I, I had to give
2: her my well wishes, you know. Your well wishes. Well, really. You know. <laughs> Oh How come
1: she, she's never been to Flanagan's? I'm a little...
2: She's a busy girl. You gotta give her space. <laughs> you
1: know? Between Spider-Man and Euphoria.
2: I'll listen. But, like, honestly, though, like, when you think of Dune, when you think of yeah. the movie that she secretly filmed with, um... What's his face? John I forget Indiana. his... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're just, like, putting all of that, like, Euphoria, like... Lead actress on a big HBO show that renewed for more. She's like, she's starting to hit her stride.
0: I mean, she's been doing it for a while. (laughs) Yeah, she has. Yeah, but she's still young too. She's like, that's the thing. She's
2: still so young, but I think beforehand she was still benefiting off of you know the Disney look. Yeah, Yeah. she was doing some more modeling. She had the Spider-Man roles, but like Euphoria was the first big one, and then after Euphoria, it just started to pick up.
1: What I will say is, is that for this category alone, this is the one category out of all of them that it's going to be the hardest for me to to choose who I would want mm-hmm. to take the Emmy. Um, they're all my favorite actresses. I think they're all well-deserving. Mm-hmm. So, I as, mean...
2: As much as I love Zendaya, though, I don't think she deserves to win, per se. Foria Strong, but I don't think she's going to get it yet. I think it's... At least from what I've seen, it's going to be between like Regina King and maybe Laura Lenny from just what I've seen?
1: I think (laughs) if, if I would have to choose between people to win this, I would personally go with either, um, Jennifer Aniston from the morning show, Mm -hmm. or I would say, um, oh, that's hard. Sandra O oh or Olivia Coleman. I think Olivia Coleman's gonna take it to be honest. Cause she took okay. it last year. I think no, Sandra O oh took it.
0: I think Did yeah, I it, think Sandra took it. Well, I, I think,
1: think Sandra took it for the first she was the first female Asian to win. But I think Olivia Coleman took it another she took the Emmy. I'm like ninety nine percent sure about that. I'm but doing a
0: check right now.
1: Yes. Please. Um I don't know. They're all very well deserving for it. Um, I, I would root for you. I would, I would still be... I'm still going to root for Zendaya.
3: 100%. But
1: I, I, but I think, in all honesty, it's going to go to um, Jennifer, or it's going to go to Sandra Oh.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Zach, what do you think?
0: Um, I'm thinking Laura Linnea, Sandra O. Oh. I think Laura Laney um,
1: always gets nominated. Oh,
0: yeah, because, I mean, she's pretty. She's a powerhouse in.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: She's a powerhouse. Ozark,
0: so it makes sense. But I think those two have the best shot of winning it. Um, but I I say, even for like Zendaya just to even be mentioned it's in that amazing. category is huge for her career. So. Cause there's the,
2: I think there's like the distinction between critically acclaimed actress and just star power actress. You know, the people you see on the Disney's. Like, you're probably not gonna see, or maybe I'm wrong, because I know he wasn't the greatest showman. But you're not probably not gonna see Zac Efron get nominated and win anything. And if I'm wrong, tell me. But like, I think there's a distinction where like it's cool to see Zendaya start making that step until like where you really get into the art of being a great actress
1: uh-huh. I agree and
2: not just you know rolling off of the star
0: power
1: so Sandra Oh won no, a Golden Globe uh, Jodie
0: Comer won it for Killing Eve oh good for year. her oh wait or is it Laura Linney I can't this th-
1: I think this Olivia Coleman won it <laughs> The crown like swept the awards a couple years ago, but I don't know if it was for Golden Globes or if it was for the Emmys. I think it was
0: Golden Globes. I don't think okay. it was Emmys. But
1: this that's is still amazing. Me. I'm going to
0: try and find it. I'm really bothered by this. Well, while you're <laughs> researching,
1: what was your guys' most shocked nomination that you read
2: oh.
1: from the list?
2: From just the list of the actresses or just in general? From,
1: like, anything that you saw, like like the reality show, um, best TV, best, I mean, best show. Uh, what was your most shocked?
2: I'm not going to lie. I was a little, I mean, I guess a reality TV show is going to get a nomination regardless. if They have to pick something. But I was surprised. Like, I think it deserved it. But I was surprised. Like, oh, cool. Love is Blind Got One. And then the fact that what's her face Reese Witherspoon didn't get nominated for anything.
1: Oh, that's true. I didn't notice that. I'm very I'm shocked. I was I thought she would have gotten Little Fires Everywhere. or um, well her show's got nominated Little Fires her Everywhere. Her show's got
2: nominated. Yeah, but I, I, she didn't get. I don't think she got like a supporting
1: or lead. Not she usually gets Big Little Lies. It's usually um, Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman are usually neck-to-neck neck with the lead actress, um, and I think Laura Dern always gets Best Supporting, or mm-hmm. she always gets nominated for Best Supporting. Um, I would say Zendaya was my most shocked.
2: Yeah, yeah. But again, well-deserved. Um, so oh, well-deserved, absolutely. So what's the typical timeline, too, for um, nominations as far as, like, what gets submitted?
1: Um. So, most of the time for like an Emmy or Golden Globe, I believe it's the network or it's the it's the station. So, like for Game of Thrones, I know that they usually nominate their people. Um, uh-huh. I knew for the last season, a couple people were not nominated who wanted to be not like Gwendolyn Christie. Um, Gwendolyn Christie. She. I just lost my train of thought. She wasn't nominated for the last season, but she nom- she ended up sending her own, sending in her own submission and so did I think like mm-hmm. four other actors. So it, it's pretty much just what the the academy what they think deserves to be nominated and that's that goes for the Oscars too. So the mm-hmm. Oscars and then they send out the ballots and then they all vote for each other.
2: But time frame wise it's based on Oh, time frame you mean.
1: I'm so yeah. sorry. Yeah, oh, so good. it's You're good. You're good. So the the Emmys usually premiere around September. And so, then, um, so anytime after that. So I believe it's like from October till about now-ish.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it's it's tricky because now that I think of that, and considering when the season came out, one thing that I think is a huge, gigantic snub is Snowfall. I'm not sure, in mm-hmm. like that season finished in September 2019, so I was thinking maybe they got timed out, but if it wasn't and if it should be eligible for the 2020 Emmys, that show, just FX, I think that's like the best show FX is putting out right now.
0: Well, I think it's also just competition, because television has has become such a huge, huge medium, Um, so I think maybe that's probably why we missed out on Snowfall, Um, Mm -hmm. but to get back to what I was saying before, Jodie Comer did win our signing lead actress last year for. Wow. Yeah. Good for her. And then mm-hmm. I will agree with you guys that Zendaya was probably mm, the big shock for me, um, but in a good way. Yeah.
1: Which category are you guys most excited to see at the Emmys? Meaning like which, which category are you most excited to, for it to come up? And see all the people. I, I, like. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say this lead actress in a drama series category. And I would also say uh, lead actor in a comedy. Mm-hmm. Because that's probably two of the most competitive um, categories. Not that I don't think lead actor in a drama series will be competitive. Because obviously it's stacked. But mm-hmm. I'm... Just the names in both of those categories are huge, and um, you know they even have like Rami Youssef in the running for Rami as well. Is is probably the most excited I'm personally because
2: strong show
0: because it's such a good show and and I really didn't, think he has the potential to to do some damage.
2: Didn't he win some stuff for season one?
0: Yes. But he's he's up for lead actor in a comedy series, and Mahershala Ali is up for best supporting actor in a comedy series. So wow. Rami is doing bits right now. For Man, me, so, yeah,
2: that like he's gonna be when he's like, I mean, he's gonna continue acting, you know, for a very long time. But like as he continues to like build his catalog, like Mahershala is gonna get to that Denzel Morgan level,
1: and he is he's our just, new Blade. He, yeah,
0: he's 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 maybe. You know, 15% of the way there. I think it's one more yeah. movie, and, and it's no question. You know, and, and I hate to say that because considering the work he's done, I mean, Oscar win in Moonlight, and then I think he was also nominated for the Green Book. I can't remember if he won that year an Oscar for Green Book. But, mm-hmm. I mean, the man's put out consistent, great performances. So, it's, it's only... It's only a matter of time, and like Nicole said that blade role might change things as well mm-hmm. considering how he does in that show and that I mean that movie and i mean even even his performances in Luke Cage as well were were amazing so he's he's one step of the way there <clears throat> i yeah and i'm also I'm also interested to see with um lead actor in the drama series with uh Steve Carell and Billy Porter. And let's not forget um, Issa Rae for lead actress in a comedy series as well. Because that's that's going to be huge for her.
1: Yeah, I think, honestly, I, I all the nominations are pretty wild, and I was reading through them a couple hours ago and I was just amazed. I was like, this is going to be a very not competitive, but a very wild Emmys night because there's not one person I'm not rooting for. Like, I'm rooting for pretty much everyone in the category (laughs) because I would love to see Steve Carell win, but I'd also love to see Sterling K. Brown win again. I'd love to see Jennifer Aniston win, but I also love to see Zendaya. So it's just, it's hard.
0: It's it's going to be a tough one. And also because of the new format with COVID, it's going to be just a very interesting... Emmys.
1: Ugh. Well, our our bets are going to be very interesting this year.
0: Very interesting this year. You guys have bets?
1: It's not really bets. Yeah. It's more of just like we'll text each other because we used to watch it together a couple times, like the Tonys we would watch together. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. But usually what he, me and him will do or me, and me and Katie will do is we'll just text each other while we're watching and... um. They'll be like, okay, and the winner is, and we'll send each other a text real quick. And I'll be like, okay, I'm voting for Killing Eve. And he'll say, okay, I'm voting for this one. And, like, most of the time, he's actually pretty good at guessing. Like, he's pretty good
0: at... It comes to, like, categories that, for instance, like, best sound design or best costume. Like, I, I pick good choices, but it's never the one And Nicole always manages to pick the one in that situation. Yeah, I get the performances right, but like the the best best costume or, which is
1: very weird because it happens with the Oscars too. I'll I'll pick it, and I think like I don't want to go wrong with this one. But I know last year I think I picked it, and he and like I just was like spot on. I'm like I honestly haven't seen this film, but it won. Mm -hmm. Like, but I can just guess from like. What if what I hear about films? Like I never saw Ford versus Ferrari, but I know it got nominated a couple of times, and I was like, "Well, I hear like the sound is good, and I think it, it won sound editing." So, yeah, I think <laughs>
0: one of the years you like nailed three in a row, and I lost it
1: because he's <laughs> <laughs> like the fuck. I know I'm see sorry. Any like, of those
0: movies? That was the worst part about it. She didn't see any of those movies. She just guessed and she nailed like three in a row.
1: Bro, I can't wait for the Oscars because as of right now, like they're. They're definitely considering movies that ha- had to go straight to, to video to like online streaming services. So I'm like, which is good because I like that online streaming services are being recognized mm-hmm. more as stuff that should be nominated and stuff that should be winning. So I mean, I I'm excited to see where, who wins. Who, like I, I I just I love a board season. Um, all right, so leading into Star Wars. Amelia Clark is expected to reprise her role as I'm going to say this name so wrong, I'm so sorry Kira Kira? Kura?
0: I didn't know I didn't watch Solo <laughs> I'll tell you <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I'm,
1: I think it's Kira um, As Kira in the upcoming Darth Maul Disney Plus series I have my own thoughts about Zach, go ahead Um uh, Cool <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that's it. That's all
1: I gotta say about that. Just uh, cool,
2: I guess. All right. Oh man.
1: Two things. Okay.
2: This is well. Go ahead, Coley.
1: It's very short. So the first one was she first appeared in Solo. Um, I don't know if either of you saw it.
2: Yeah, I liked it.
1: Okay, because I, I did liked not.
2: <laughs> you like? It? but again, I'm also like when it comes to Star Wars, I didn't start watching all the movies until maybe like five years ago so, so i'm, I'm such a casual fan it doesn't take a lot to impress me on the star wars and
3: so, so it's cool to see
2: you know donald and young Don- oh yeah young han you know I've Lando calrissian coming through
1: um so when i watched okay so i watched all i watched the four through six obviously first and then i've, I've seen the prequels on and off um
3: Mm-hmm.
1: For a standalone film, I was very excited for Solo. And I know Zach's thoughts on the guy who plays Solo. Um, <laughs> so we, we've had many, 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 many discussions about it even before we developed a podcast. Um, I like him as an actor, blah, blah, blah. But, like, he wasn't fit for Solo. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't a fan of Solo because it just... When you love a character so much and this is gonna lead in Amelia, Amelia Clark, I promise. So when you when you love a character so much and you have Harrison Ford as like one of the be, like one of the most recognizable iconic icon thank you for that iconic mm-hmm. in such an iconic role and then to have someone else take it over, it's kind of like okay, you have a lot to live up to. Let's see if you can do it. And I just think like there we were up here. Mm-hmm. He, like, barely made it above ground for it, for True. me, at least, um, just because I wow. think he was trying too, too hard to be solo, and it bothered me. I think the first two minutes in, I was, like, texting Shannon, and she was it's like, you like, don't, like, do and I don't text during films, and that's a huge thing for me, and I was just like, yeah, I'm fine, I'm at the movie, and she's like, mm-hmm. you're not into it because you're texting me two minutes in, Um, I saw it twice in theaters and I, I just, I was not impressed. I, I not impressed. I think you got
2: $30 of your money straight from your pocket. Watching it twice.
1: I I actually went to like the cheaper end of movie theaters, but yes. (laughs) Um, Amelia Clark was very good in it. I'll admit her Uh and Donald Glover were both. Donald Glover gave me all the Lando feels. I loved him. I think he did great. He was very mischievous. Um, Woody Harrelson did really good too. He was very good at Deceit. Um, I think Amelia Clark deserves to be in the Star Wars universe, Star Wars world, whatever universe. Um, mm-hmm. I'm interested to see if she, if they do bring her back and what she'll do. Um, mm-hmm. She was, she was very good. She really like, her and Donald Glover were the best parts of the film.
3: Yeah.
2: See, my well, take is pretty irrelevant. I just. Darth Maul was my childhood monster. Oh geez. he was like what I when I was taken when I would take a shower, Darth Maul was the monster outside of my shower. That I'd be terrified of. But when it was dark.
3: Darth Maul was. That was, was my your boogeyman. monster?
2: That was my I will forever be terrified oh of God. Darth Maul. Because he was always in like the the monster I pictured in my closet under my bed in the dark. Darth Maul was that so I don't think I'll be watching this Disney Plus series or maybe I'll watch it to like conquer that past you know fear but uh I I just had to share that tidbit of information
1: bro you know what mine was now that I think about it (laughs) I actually had two kind of my my first major one was The Grudge because I watched like Sarah Michelle Geller in, like, a, a little HBO. Like, you know when you were little and you weren't really allowed to watch HBO horror films and you kind of oh, snuck it in was... a little bit? <laughs> so I got my revenge on me when I watched, when I turned it on, and I was like, oh, what's the grudge? And then it's, like, the shower scene where she's coming out of the head, and I was like, oh, I was like, Mama, no, that's not good. And then from that, I was literally so scared to take showers for, like, months straight. Like, I I made my, like, parents sit in the same room. I was like, all right, I'm going to... Take, the sh- take a five-minute shower real quick, and then... But, bro, like, that that movie traumatized me, and so did... To, it took me, like, ten years to watch Saw. Oh, man. I was traumatized. Katie, like, ugh. Because, <laughs> you know, in Saw, and I know you guys didn't ask for this story, but I'm going to give you another one. Yeah. So, you know how in Saw, like, I don't know if you've seen it, but they do this thing, so, like, he takes people who have done bad things initially. Like, he takes people who were, like, shady as fuck. So, um, this is the wine talking.
0: To put it so, lightly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so, he takes those people and puts them in, like, those, scenari- those life or death scenarios. And mm-hmm. because I was always, like, so mean or so bad to my sister as a child, like, I always had the biggest fear that I was going to get taken and put into one of those scenarios. <laughs> So, from, like, literally from that point on, I was always, like, I, I would cry. And I'd be, like, I'm so sorry. I was so mean to you. But, like, and I would say it loud enough so that way, like, Jigsaw would hear me. <laughs> and he oh wouldn't God. take me. <laughs> and I would, always, and Katie was always so confused. She's, like, why won't you watch? I said, no, because I'm going to get taken because I'm so mean to you half the time.
2: Have you ever <laughs> stopped being are...
1: Gracious. I i was mean to her since I, since she was born so i'm <laughs> mean to each other <laughs> but now we love each other dearly so i mean it doesn't matter but like back in the day when you're like literally 15 and these films are coming out and your sister is telling you like every which way that they've thought of like killing people in the film i'm yeah. just like I, i'm i'm gonna be nice to you from now and i promise
0: I'm not gonna lie <laughs> i had i actually sort of had that moment with pennywise yeah. That, yes! It's a scary it, it too did it for me. I was... I did was, it? Yeah. I, did, I didn't tell you after we saw it.
1: <laughs> no, that's why I'm confused. Okay,
0: so I didn't see the first it. So I did. I, I knew what I was going in for, but I not But you
1: exactly. saw the second one with me, willingly? Yeah,
0: yeah. I willingly <laughs> saw the second one, because I was like, hey, I'm down. You know, we kind of watch horror movies together. I'm down, let's do it, right?
1: Oh my God. So
0: we watched the second one, and then I went home, And I have French windows facing the garden. And I was out. And I just got home. I was going to be home for like an hour or two. And I went to go get a glass of water. And I turned behind me. And for some reason, I imagined Pennywise was behind me in the window. And you know when he does that bit with the kid and he smashes his head against the glass? That's when I started my mind. And I was done. For maybe like two weeks, I was was just thinking about Pennywise. I was going to sleep thinking about Pennywise. Oh, man. Like you know, weeks. a
1: movie still gets me though, I'm not gonna lie. Forever the Conjuring well, films, like, because I always think it, like, I'm always conjuring. like, okay, I'm.
0: I'm very I weird. The whole way through. The I. Conjuring. There's I
2: some scary movies I laugh at. Like, one of the scary movies I laughed at, like, I watched The Insidiouses. They're so mm-hmm. funny. Oh, no.
1: Those scared the crap out of me.
2: Because. There's, like, for me, the scary movies I don't mess with is, like, when it gets, like, to the, like, paranormal stuff, that's oh, yeah. when it starts to get scary or just, like, just true horror. But simple, like, jump scares, they do the same thing every time. They lead you to believe the jump scare, you know. They, the music gets more intense. They're walking in one direction, and you expect the jump scare. It's not there. Then, you know, they turn around. You expect the jump scare again. It's not there. It's always there the third time. And it's like, they're the third time, like three or four seconds after the second fake. And it's the same thing every time. So it's like, once you stop getting scared by it, it's funny because you just see their reaction. And obviously everybody's super stupid in those movies
3: too.
1: I don't know what film it was, but it was with Katie. And we were watching, um, I can't even tell you what film it was, but it was something when I had just started watching horror movies, like she convinced Mm -hmm. me to go see them in theater. So I was like, fine, whatever. And I'm that screamer, like full bloody murder. Like I, I would scream, not like scream, but I'd be like, I, now I just curse. Like Zach can tell you. And the Invisible Man, like mm. I was just like, holy Jesus Christ. Yeah. I was like, holy <laughs> fuck. Oh, Jesus
2: you just sounded like uh, Eric Cartman.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, every time... Zach was like, Zack was like, you didn't see that in the trailer? I said, Zach, I didn't watch the trailer, so I don't know what's that happening. <laughs> <laughs> but the, my thing now is, I know no one asked for this, but my, my new thing is, I just yell curse words in the theater. Instead of screaming, I just yell, like, random words. Like, I'll just be like, like holy shit.
3: It's, yeah, and, it's
1: bad, and he yeah. saw Invisible Man with me, and I turn to him, it's and bad. I just go... And I say this in every horror film I see in theaters. I literally turn to the person next to me. I go, "My heart can't take this anymore. Just, just freaking kill them already." You not this.
0: Point. Oh that, or gosh. she hits me, like she like backhand me, and <laughs> in, oh, in that fear. That was or by something.
1: accident. I swear, on accident, like during the Invisible Man. I don't know what scene it was, but it's something where like, oh, I think it's when she was in the closet hiding. And when she was find- when she was finding the suit and he comes at her and I think I was like, Okay, okay, she got away and then he and then he just like throws her across. It wasn't even scary. I just read over, I reach over, I go, BAM <laughs> I go, shit, Zach <laughs> He's like, What? <laughs> <laughs> I will say there I, I, I've been trying really hard to be good at scares and then I think during um like you know when you try to be a composed face, you're like, Okay, I'm cool, I don't care. And then Uh all of a sudden it hits, and I'm just like, I'm like, fuck, and I just yell in the theater, and then no one else screams, and I'm just like, (laughs) party of one.
2: You know, you know where Coley would feel at home if you watched like, have you ever watched Get Out in theaters?
1: I watched it on the TV, and I was so confused. I did not genuinely. Okay, this is going to be really bad. I did not understand the film until someone had to tell me after I watched it. And they're like, you know, they take over people's minds, right? And I was like, that's what that was? (laughs) That was the... I'm not trying to be, like, mean or anything. I was like, that was the plot twist, really? Like, I just not understand that at all.
2: I just remember it was quite the movie-going experience. Oh, Yeah. Yeah.
1: I should have seen it in theaters, but I mean, I, cause Katie and I watched it in her room and I'm like watching. And I'm like, I just, I kept thinking that there were going to be scares. Like everyone's like, Oh, it's like a good horror film. And I'm watching it. I'm like, this isn't scary though. I think,
0: I think the psycho. It's psychological. It's not, it was. it's not upfront scary. It's more mm-hmm. of implications and, and, um, and real world events. But it yeah, was it was a well-written, it was so good film.
1: Like, it, it did get yeah. me. I was kind of like... I, 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 th- I think it, it was good. I liked it genuinely.
2: It's, I think it's that type of horror film that will really, really scare me. Like, the jump scares, I'm good. Like, I'm chilling. But, like, if you start, like, doing the psycho, like, crazy shit, like, that's when it starts to be like, okay... I'm looking over my shoulders while watching this. No, joke. that's how
1: I feel after. Um, I will admit, though, I do love paranormal, even though I hate it when I get home. Cause like, I'll even like, I thought I saw a shadow in the corner of my eye, and I like looked over because I thought my dog was right there, and I didn't see anything. And I was like, well, that makes me feel better. But no, those, I mean, psychological or. Even, like, The Invisible Man had me looking over my shoulder a couple times because I was like, is there an invisible person here now? Like, it's...
0: Uh-huh.
1: no, only me.
0: It's just you, bro. Face is like... It's just you, bro. Oh I was God. chilling after of that movie. I just realized I don't like clowns after it. That's all that happened to me. I was like, okay, I guess I don't like clowns. All right, cool. Now I know.
2: I, 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 I am. It's going to be hilarious the day that, like, zach goes to like a fair or carnival he's just minding oh his business God. bro and like i haven't a clown been to the fair in, in
0: years as a matter of fact the, the south florida fair i haven't been just you know what i though? never went so i don't know about fairs
1: they had a killer clown um a house at horror nights back when i went like four years ago And that was, like, the worst one for me. I walked in and, like, you're not really supposed to show fear because then that's, like, the scare actor's way of getting to you. Yeah. And I was, like, holding on to people in front of me. And at the very end, they're in a line. And they were, like, it's it's disco lights, whatever it is. It's, like, those, like, flickering. And, like, they're literally, like, this close to me. And I just, like, lost my shit. I was, like, like, I ran out. I couldn't deal with it. I couldn't.
2: I couldn't do that. Halloween horror whatever you want
1: it's actually really fun not gonna lie like yeah, I like I bet it. it's
2: fun but like I have to so things that have that much of like a, that like will have that much of an internal reaction to me as far as my fight or flight mechanism <laughs> I'm not gonna say that I, I would like... swing on a clown but I'm also not gonna say that I wouldn't swing on a clown and then I'd that get escorted out of the premises and it'd just be a really bad time and a bad look It'd be a mess. So Some
1: some kid got yelled at one year when I was there during one of, like, the scare zones. The actress came up to him and was, like, scare Like, she went to go scare him, and he turned around and, like, scared her. And someone <laughs> went up to him and was, like, <laughs> he turned around and goes, boo. And the, like, the worker, because they have workers there monitoring, like, the scare actors and making sure, yeah. like, nobody does, like, nobody does anything to scare actors or, like, they can't touch you physically. So um, she, like, went up to the guy and kind of, like, told him to leave. Because he was, like, or she told him, like, hey, like, that's not allowed here. But I respected that. I, I, I was, respect, like, listen, like, I they're doing their job. Energy.
2: They are doing their job, though. Um but I always keep coming in and be like, nah, this is my show. He's <laughs> probably just auditioning for a job
1: next year. I mean, maybe. Um, Ray Park will not be reprising his role as Darth Maul. I
0: honestly don't so even know. So maybe I wash it then. Well, it's still gonna be Darth Maul. It's just not gonna be it's the OG. Still be Darth Maul. Yeah, that's gonna fine. I mean, to be
1: Darth Maul.
2: With red and black spots on his face. Was it,
1: was it the OG in Solo? I don't I, 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 guy, was. I, was I
2: don't think so. I don't know.
0: This
1: is an old
2: guy. I was
0: assuming not. Solo. It it might have been because I remember at the same time we knew Palpatine was coming back. It's uh, solo happened years before.
1: There. Solo happened years before that, though.
0: Yeah, but the guy's still alive.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh it says
2: still... twenty eighteen original actor. Oh, Ray Park. Oh, That's he's tough. young. Time out.
0: <laughs> he's only forty five. Yeah. There
1: was the a joke of going around like
0: two thousand and something. It's not that long ago. There I was a He joke. was like thirty back then.
1: There was a joke going around that um, when they said something about Ray Park, I honestly didn't know who it was at first until I kept reading all the tweets and the hashtags. Um, Mm -hmm. There was a joke saying Ray Park just doesn't want to put all that makeup back on every day for the Darth Maul show, and I was like, "That's fair. Like, Vision has to do it every day for Marvel."
0: Mm, uh, Phantom Menace was nineteen ninety nine, so it's not that long ago.
2: Like, I know like this is being recorded, but you're telling me like that's not like the monster.
0: Of your it like is? childhood it dreams,
1: me of like a, okay, was, He's yeah. a
0: demon, but not demon. That's like, it's not, yeah. Terrifying face. Of course, it's terrifying. It's it's worse in the animated series because they like make his eyes glow, and that's like I can see how that could be scary. But Dar-mon. no, but I'm gonna look this I'm up. I'm upset a little bit that he's not coming back, but I understand. Um, this is the common problem with superheroes or. Uh, you know, characters that require a lot of makeup. Sometimes actors get bored of, of doing it and they don't want to come back or... So
1: if you think about it, they do this all the time. And I'm going to reference Marvel again because we need something for a I thought you said you weren't going to do it for,
0: for two episodes.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that's if
0: that's what we agreed.
1: No, 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 no. That was on the bet about Tenant. Tenet's... Well, we
0: lost that bet too.
1: No... Zach and... Alright, so side note. Zach and I have a bet. And, well, it's the, it's not official yet. I think it was if Tenet... When Tenet comes out, we have a bet mm-hmm. to see who gets closest to the box office number for opening weekend. And if he gets the closest, I'm not going to talk about Marvel for two episodes. But if I win... What do I get mm-hmm. if I win?
0: You get to do talk we? about Marvel for two episodes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's I mean, that's decent. No, and the, what I told Zach was, I go watch... The minute I make that bet, and the minute te- like the week after *Tenant* comes out, I guarantee you there's gonna be like a week's worth of Marvel news. I said I can't w- lose this bet, and I'm honestly not to toot my own horn, but I'm really good at guessing box office numbers.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I'm really good at it. Like I can tell you opening weekend what *Tenant* would have made if it came out in July, what all *Mulan* would have made, *Black Widow*. I could have. I probably would have made top. like a I would have been off maybe by like ten dollars, like maybe like ten thousand dollars. Ten
3: dollars. But... <laughs> been off by no, ten million dollars.
1: I would have been off. Like I would have said, okay, Black Widow opening weekend. It's going to make close to about eighty-five million. It probably would have made Eight? around like eighty million. I would have said eighty mil.
2: Zach, since you you were in a unique place where you're familiar with movie culture and music culture. So what's 80 mil in comparison to an album's first week? Because, you know, guys like Travis Scott, they're doing 400K. And that's like currently like one of the guys. I
0: I, I don't even think I don't even think Endgame was like 80. You said 80 mil. Is that what you said? Or 800 mil.
1: So for an opening weekend, a good I'm just going to let you guys know. Exactly no, I'm just saying. What, you, what
0: did you say before? Did you say 80 mil for Black Widow? 80 for
1: million for I would have said that black for Black Widow. Widow. Okay, that's Opening fair. We, opening weekend. So for Lency, for a good yeah. opening weekend, you have to make you have to break at least 30 to 35 million for a film okay. to do successfully. Mm-hmm. Um. I want to say. Well, I think, not
0: entirely. I mean, the film just has to make more than they spent. On <laughs> the film, Initio- okay, but, but
1: initially around thirty million, yeah. like to go over thirty mil is pretty good because I know a lot of films, like mm-hmm. a lot of comedies, when they open up, they kind of make between like I I'm gonna say twelve to twenty mil, which is not yeah. a- mm-hmm. which is good for well, comedy but not good for the bank. So, that's the equivalent
2: of doing like hundred k first week for like yeah records.
1: yes, so I would have said Black Widow without a pandemic would have made at least. Ballpark seventy to eighty mil for opening weekend, not including Thursday night premiere. So it it really just depends. I think Endgame made they broke over. They went over a hundred mil. Yeah,
0: yeah. three hundred something. I want to say 325 yeah. if I, remember I think
1: yeah. I think opening night. I think premiere night alone, they they made up to I think eighty, which it, it broke for a Marvel film, like it, it like made top notch for any film yeah. for, but so that like. I'm pretty good at num- I'm pretty good at reading a movie like when they're coming out mm-hmm. I, I that's just how I, I think you know no, I, I think I'm pretty a, good at
2: it it's cool, a cool like thing to sort of project I I, I I I don't necessarily do the same with like music releases unless it's like a big artist but it's like nice to see because like and it's also different too I think movies you can still get those high numbers. But I, I know, it's like music in the streaming world, like people buy a lot less. I think it's
0: also different because music is so selective, mm-hmm. and everyone has mm-hmm. their own real preference of of music. Mm-hmm. Rather than with a movie, you get more people in in one place. Yeah, a lot more so, it, it's more likely that a movie is going to grow more. Plus, I mean, even sales for ticket sales, like we just talked about Nicole spending, seeing a movie twice is about 30 bucks, right? So then she didn't like, by the way. Right. So and an album is is generally around 10 to 15 bucks. Yeah, Yeah. maybe. So I I don't know if i ever. Nobody's buying a full albums anyway.
2: Nobody is. So you have to look look at a subscription. You listen to your music.
1: The way I look at it, and I didn't mean to cut you guys off the way I look at it. And you could probably look at it with music too. Is I look at the movie's popularity, if how how much it's being talked about online. I look at the actors that are in it, and I look at um, how hyped up it is. So for like Tenant, I would look at it and say not that I'm gonna give my number now, Zach, but I would say um, I would look at who the director is. I would look at the cast members. I would look at mm-hmm. the genre of the film. And when it's coming out, and kind of determined from there, like Black Widow for May film, I would say probably, I, I would I would always I would still stick with my guess of seventy eight to eighty. Mm-hmm. For November release, I would probably say around almost the same time, since it's close to a holiday, yeah, and it would.
0: That, that's also why you can't compare music and movies. Is also because no. with with the music, you don't know who's going to be featured on an album until the yeah. album comes out generally. So it's Mm -hmm. hard to make that.
2: that. I think it's hard to make it at a larger, like, it's hard to make that comparison for everything. But I think once you do start to get those select few, like, upper echelon artists, like, Mm -hmm. regardless of the Mm -hmm. genre, you can tell that they're going to be, whether the project is even good or bad, you know, it's going to sell, you know, just because they have that name behind it similar to with movies you're looking again you're looking at cast members like dune I have, I'm a, I have no idea what dune was i know it was like an old comic or an old book or something or an old movie but you see timothy chalamet or whatever his name is he's getting all the clout season day of course she's and clout you have
1: though. dave batista and are we talking about What's dune
2: like he's doing his thing
1: dave batista we you know? have oscar isaac um the, oh the God, cost is, is ridiculous Honestly. It, that and the To get all these people together in
0: one room is, is absolutely ridiculous. It's but a strong, strong, a strong cast. cast. Yeah. But moving on to Marvel news. Yay! Uh, <laughs> Tony Revolori will replace his role as Flash Thompson for Spider Man 3.
1: So I just have to point out that. Okay, I, I like learning these things, but that was very pointless of them to. Put out there because some someone's comment was like yeah I'm sure the entire cast is returning for a third film which I kind of agreed with so I'm like why Why is he special true. I was like why is he special enough to get his announcement that he's coming back for a third film like if anything I would have liked oh. to have seen them say that Ned's returning for a third film well think of-
0: about it though is he really needed for the third of the film as far as how the second film ended I mean he, he really was obs- He is
1: obsessed with Spider-Man though so I kind of see what they're going with here. Maybe we'll see. Uh, I mean, but he was, no character is small, but he, his character is kind of irrelevant. He's just kind of a bully towards Peter. Yeah.
0: But it's just the irony of the fact that he's a bully, but he also loves Peter at the same Mm. time.
2: Wait, but just to confirm, is Stephen A. Smith really Jameson?
0: No, J.K. Simmons. J.J. Keith Simmons. Yes. Oh, never mind. (laughs) Did you think Stephen A. Smith was gonna be? I thought
2: I read it somewhere. Wait, I'm tripping. I'm acting like I didn't see the movie and then him do the announcement at the end.
1: Oh my God, Zach yeah. and, and I. Jameson, right? What was yeah. It? Yeah. what Jack was your reaction? Jameson.
2: I'm tripping. To what? what was... The ending. What was? I want to hear
1: Lency's reaction to the to the very end of uh, Spider Man when he announced when uh, Mysterio gave away mm-hmm. Peter's identity. Announces.
2: Yeah. And I mean, I just, it was it wasn't anything like, like jaw dropping, but it's like oh snap! Like first of all, you get Jameson, and it's just really getting back to the comic book source material with like dealing with that identity, and I don't know. I'm a, just in general, I'm a big fan of Spider-Man and Tom Holland, and I think he does the Peter Parker well. So it's just cool with them keeping all that authenticity. So it's gonna be neat seeing Jameson and his Jameson shenanigans.
1: I will say that um, Zach and I saw it together. We mm-hmm. like to see films together, just like for obviously podcasts and like. No,
0: she drags me to films. So <laughs> I want to make sure that that's
1: very clear. Sometimes I low. don't want
0: to watch them, but she drags me. <laughs>
1: no, we both did want to see Spider Man together. No, we so we were like, okay, we got to go see it. Um, I don't know if this was the same for you, Zach. I think we had the same one because it was over a year ago. But I remember seeing it and i didn't know if you wanted to talk about the ending zach but i remember seeing it and like you're kind of like okay what's the after credit gonna be like because that game didn't have one and then i'm I'm in it and it comes up and i'm like oh shit, what's going on jk simmons comes up and i think i look over at zach and i just go i go what i go oh my god he's back and then that whole scene literally made us like i think me and you were on edge the whole time because we're like what's gonna happen because mm. that, that ending could have gone anywhere, in my opinion. But I think at that point, me and Zach were just like, what What the hell is going on right now?
0: We, I, I remember we were both in shock at the end.
1: I kept looking at him to see his reaction. Because I was like, it's so hard to get a, a, a good reaction from him. So I kept looking, and then I would look <laughs> at the screen. And then I would look back at him, and I would look at the screen, and I'm like, I'm like okay, do, who, do I want to watch the movie or Zach? Which one?
2: <laughs> I still remember the very, very first Marvel post credit scene. It was hilarious because I'm in middle school at the time, and all the kids talking about the movie. Bro, did you stay till the end? It's like, no, I left. What are you talking Which about? Which film was bro? it? <laughs> I bro. think it was oh, the bro. original Iron Man, right? Or Iron
1: Man, yeah. Yeah.
2: Because didn't they, like, do, like, they teased Hulk or Thor or some shit?
1: They teased the Avenger team. They brought Nick Fury in at the very end. That's what Again. it was,
2: yeah. And I vividly remember to this day, like the kids who were like in band with me, they're like, "Yeah, Nick Fury came out," and they're like, "Oh snap, I missed out on it." And it was like, he this goes, I'm me- putting a
1: team together." Yeah, sounds like. See, when you get me rolling about Marvel on here, like it's it's bad. Like.
0: I respect it. Well, it's about to get worse because <laughs> Disney ah, Plus I series can't. Hawkeye finally lands Haley Steinfeld yes. for the role of Kate Bishop. Oh, yes,
1: man. this has been literally okay. I'm I'm gonna fangirl out a little bit on you, Lindsay. Um, Haley oh, Steinfeld has been the top choice. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is my holiday man. right now. This could, this could you can ask Zach because literally, I think in every podcast that we've ta- actually talked about Hawkeye, I have mm-hmm. said Haley Steinfeld is my top choice. Like, she was doing so backstory, long story short, backstory was. She was doing Anne mm-hmm. of Green Gables for Apple TV and her schedule was not matching up with Netflix or not Netflix, Disney plus. And they were yeah. like, even when we, like last summer, when they announced that Hawkeye was getting a Disney plus series, everyone said Haley Steinfeld for Kate Bishop, even though we don't know who it's, who it's going to be.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And they kept saying, they were like fan casting her. They're like, she's a top choice. And then her her contract or her schedule was not fitting well with it. So they were like, okay, finally in like March, I think they were saying, we're going to look for other actresses. So they had a couple of choices that we did talk about on an earlier podcast episode. And finally this week, they announced that she was rumored to be meeting with the casting director because her, her schedule pretty much freed up because of COVID. So, yeah. this is the only time I will say thank you, COVID, for doing this for <laughs> Haley Steinfeld. <laughs> I don't want anyone to come attacking me, but. <laughs>
2: you were thinking about that, saying that too. You're like, oh, my favorite. Because
1: I was like, I go, damn, are 10 people going to come at me right now? But you know what? I don't give a shit because Haley Steinfeld is literally the perfect choice for Kate Bishop. I have been mm-hmm. saying this for over a year. I was like Zach, they're gonna get her. It's gonna happen. He's like, no, but this girl is also good, and that was a really, <laughs> that was a really mm-hmm. bad British accent. <laughs> but <laughs> that was that not what my... I said <laughs> you were like, oh no, you said this one girl. I can't remember her name, but or Alicia, Alicia Van Baker, Alicia Van Vaniker. I don't know. Please help me out.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I felt that there was probably a couple people who I, who were good enough that I was like, oh, I could see that person in the room. You did. You but. said
1: that. And I said, you know what? I do agree with you. I think she's she would be a good choice. I, I wouldn't be mad. And then this came out I literally two days ago. And I texted Zach. I said, okay, we're podcasting within the next two days because I need to talk about this. My excitement for this um so now they're they're shooting for a october production to get, i think to get it rolling and to make sure they get Haley steinfeld on a good schedule
3: mm-hmm.
1: thoughts <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, i I was. He's
0: like, you said it all. Fully, no, oh, because I was fully confident that it would happen. But again, I was. I was also saying that it depends on her schedule with things like Dickinson and everything else she's got going on. So I'm glad that it was able to get done. Um,
1: oh yeah, if they ha- if they did if they had casted, I think they had Olivia Cook in the running, which she was in um, Ready Player One, and they had another girl. They had like two or three on the list, and I would have been honestly satisfied with any of them playing Kate Bishop, but I think it did work out for the best. I think Haley Steinfeld was the top choice.
0: Well, she was the fan choice. She was the f- top fan choice.
1: But when does a fan choice ever get casted? Let's be honest. All the time. Like how shut up. <laughs> how like un like Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never seen a fan cast actually come true. Only on certain occasions. There's a lot you. of the time,
0: a lot of the time, fans put a lot of pressure on studios to make things happen, and finally they do. I mean, okay, it's give not, me
1: like three examples.
0: Well, what's his name? Wasn't um, a fan choice for Lando. Shimon, Shimu Louis, I think his name is, oh. was just cast as as Chang Lu or something like that just recently. I saw it like, and the... So I saw something on Twitter a couple days ago and he got fan-casted. I think Daniel Rickman was saying it never happens and then he was like, ha! And I was like, ooh, tea. But um, there's I'm not going to
1: lie now that I think about I it. I believe
0: Donald Glover was also in the running for Land of risen and we were happy about it. Also, I think I Richard could have been Spider-Man as well choice. and we were kind of hoping that would happen. Um, but that didn't happen. Um, so it it does happen every now and again that fans put enough pressure on studios to make Things happen, or at least uh, you know, actors petition for themselves to be part of roles, and and, and I know, did just that see that. Happen. So, I mean, it's a huge possibility, but you know, it, it was it was coming. I feel, and uh, I'm glad it's been done, but again, I'm still not one hundred percent sold on hawkeye as a tv series um but but that's also because i i generally just don't know a lot about hawkeye as a superhero to really have a huge affinity for the possible series
1: that's where i slightly disagree because i can just i can honestly i don't know much about him either but i always root for the underdog and i always say that too um i think they have a lot of possibilities of where to go with this, I don't particularly know where yet. They haven't released a plot. They haven't released any details on what they're going for. But there's a lot of ways they can lead this into new Avengers. They can lead this into. They could bring in other Disney or other Marvel superheroes. Um, I know.
0: Yeah, but that this isn't going to be the only series. I mean, if you were to weigh this up between. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier versus Hawkins. Yeah, Which that one are you going gonna... to be paying more attention to?
1: Honestly, it'll probably be in the middle. I, okay, I'll admit it would probably be more towards Falcon and Winter Soldier. See, that's,
0: that's what I'm saying, is why I'm saying that they could I'm also merge. sure about it.
1: I, it's gonna be in the same universe regardless you' yeah, are you're
0: you're, 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 you're <laughs> pitching it success on the possibility of adding more superheroes to the mixture which I think no, is I'm just saying doing that... a disservice to the material because if mm-hmm. the material is good in itself the series should be able to stand on its own without having they try to do people. that with
2: the defenders and that right so
0: that's what I'm saying is is may uh, uh, from from just Pure material by itself, I don't know enough about Hawkeye to really feel it's going to be a substantial series, so I can't really talk on it too much, but it just, I... if we're comparing two series together, then I'm, I think more people are probably going to tune into Falcon and the Soldier because they're, they're more lovable characters, but then mm-hmm. I'm realizing that there's a huge fan base for Hawkeye, so it's a huge possibility that we'll have to see a very even situation.
1: I won't lie. I, I'll Okay, I'll admit that I do see um, Hawkeye being the weaker of the Disney Plus Marvel series. But I could see it also coming out on top because who knows what they'll do with it. Who knows where they'll go as he trains Kate Bishop to be in the new Avengers.
0: I think that's the key to this series. Is, mm-hmm. is oh, of course. It's going to be him training her. play between her. Jeremy Renner and, and, and Haley Steinfeld and figuring how this dynamic works as, like, father-daughter kind of situation. I don't um, think it's going
1: to be father... He, there, I don't think it's father-daughter, but I, I understand where what, what you're saying. Like, it's well, going to be him... It's, it's tr-
0: going to be like that, you know. It's almost like buddy cop. Yeah. Kind of.
1: I don't know if you saw, though. Um, this was another fun little Marvel thing I saw on Twitter. Um, they did announce Captain Marvel 2. They haven't... Well, they announced a while ago, obviously, but um, they announced more details saying that Captain Marvel 2 will actually give segue to a lot of superheroes so they're bringing in that's when we're going to be introduced to Miss Marvel we're going to be seeing a lot of characters come into her movie so now that kind of confuses me on where they're going with the timeline because I thought they were saying that it's going to be a couple years after 95 but now I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be kind of where they left off with Endgame but I don't know but I did see that we're gonna get, I think they're saying Captain Marvel 2 or Ant-Man 3 is gonna be where they an introduce the new Avengers, the young Avengers.
0: I, 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 I'm guessing that Captain Marvel 2 is gonna be the catalyst for everything to come.
1: Because that's, I believe that's the last film in phase four.
0: Yeah. Or so it's the first film I, in phase I five. Genuinely, I genuinely believe and also because because Kevin Feige's gone on record and said that, you know, Captain Marvel is the, the the center point for the Marvel universe moving forward. So I'm thinking yeah. if it that's the next movie coming out, then that's really gonna spark everything else. So I think you're right in saying that you're possibly gonna see, you know, more stuff evolve from Captain Marvel two. Um, but I think that's also because of the direction Marvel's moving in with uh, Captain Marvel
1: I wouldn't be surprised and let's see if you know if I don't know if you know anything with Captain Marvel no, but I'm just I mean <laughs> <thinking
0: so hard. laughs>
1: I wouldn't be surprised if we have all these characters coming out not uh, coming out into these shows movies yada 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 and then in Captain Marvel we kind of see like it all come together and we see how she maybe it's rumored, it's not, it hasn't been officially stated, but it's been rumored that she's going to be the new, like quote unquote, Iron Man. She's going to be the new leader uh-huh. of the Avengers. So I wouldn't be su- surprised if after we get all these films and all these TV shows that they all kind of come together somehow in Captain Marvel too, that she kind of like brings the initiative and says, okay, we need a new Avengers team. We need Hulk. Um, I mean, Hulk for all we know, Bruce Banner could come back. For all we know, Falcon and Winter Soldier will make an appearance. They'll come and help her. Maybe that's where we get introduced to Galactus. And she is, other, other than the Fantastic Four, she is kind of like that catalyst, center point for space. So this is how, most likely, that's how we get introduced to Zach's favorite character, Galactus. I just wrote with Kevin Feige's second plot line. It, it
0: it really depends on contracts. It depends it on how well these shows do as well. Um, but I can see what you're saying. I just don't... I don't... I don't think it's going to happen...
1: Oh, it most likely won't even intensity. happen that way. I don't
0: think it's going to happen with the same intensity that you're, you seem to be saying, but I, I, I think it could happen potentially. I do, I do still feel it's going to be a slow process. Oh, absolutely. I don't think it's going to be very instant. I think it's going to take a few years before we see all of it kind of kick together because I think you have to wonder, let's use Haley Steinfeld as an example, do you think that she's going to want to be in the MCU universe sima- cinematically? Or do you think she's, she's, very, she's just interested to do it as a TV series? I think that question might change things because if she's like, you know what? I enjoyed my time in the TV series and, and that's, that's as far as creatively, that's far as I want to go. Then that ruins the possibility of bring her into the, the greater MCU. So that's why I think it depends on how the shows go.
1: The way I I look at it and the way other people, I I would assume, look at it is that when you know you're entering into something like the MCU or any kind of universe like that, even with Star Wars or Harry Potter, DC, anything, you have to know what kind of contract you'd be signing on to. I'm I'm positive that going into these contract negotiations, Kevin Feige must be talking saying listen Mm -hmm. hey Mm -hmm. you are we want you as Kate Bishop so we want you for the next like six years we want you to be in these and many actors like Don Cheadle all of them have come forward and said listen like I had literally an hour to decide and that's probably one of my favorite stories like I had an hour to decide I asked my wife she's like well why don't you do it so I'm sure regarding your question Zach I'm sure like That's something that they tell her. They're like, listen, we need you dedicated to this for six years. Like, You can do projects in between, but we need you up until this film, and then we'll renegotiate your contract. So that's something that they have to obviously think about going into it. So I'm sure if she signs on, she's not an idiot. She's probably thinking like, okay, so if I'm going to sign for the Disney Plus series, I'm also signing on for four films, three films, however many that they need her for. They're probably like, we have upcoming projects but we can't tell you yet. We just want to see where the Disney Plus show goes and then we'll let you know about these films in the next couple years. So I'm sure those kind of discussions are held. I'm sure anyone who enter again, anyone who enter, enters any of these kind of negotiations understands that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So that answer your question yes i think she no, would be willing to do mcu movies as well i'm sure anyone who enters any of these upcoming disney plus series with well, Marvel it's not is really it's more like you have
0: to <laughs> <laughs> because that's what i mean I, yeah. I, I agree with you i think you're right but that's essentially what you're doing is you're selling your soul for 6 6 years mm-hmm. and you're like Wait, I am dedicated. But I think that's also I guess that's also problematic for me in a sense because you see what it does to actors. They become so creatively drained after that period that they look for any and everything to kind of jump back. I mean, look at Robert Downey Jr. with Doolittle, like like oh my gosh. why would you make that choice? But you understand if you've been in a you know, the same place for ten years that you're looking for the next opportunity to, to do then something different can't and even then you leave see that, role. that you but I think that's another reason why I'm fearful because it, it it emphasizes the possibility of bombing when you re-enter back into society quote unquote that you could end up coming into a bad project i mean chris evans is very lucky that knives out is a pretty decent film because but he's also done
1: films along with Robert Downey Jr. They both have done films before, before Captain America, before Iron Man that like still showcase them. Like he was in, RDJ was in that Judge movie with, um, oh my God, Robert. De N- Robert I want say Robert De Niro. Robert De Robert DeVol. And like that movie is my amazing. My dad told me how much he loves him in that movie, Sherlock Holmes. That was still a great hit. Chris Evans did a bunch of comedies. He did Knives Out post Captain when everybody I'm f- talking like about kind post, I'm not better. talking about
0: before. I'm talking about post. I'm talking post about post. Is just
1: post, for me, like post movies are just like kind of whatever you put yourself into.
0: Chris, Chris Evans has gone on record and said that, you know, after Captain America, he was looking for something to kind of re energize his creative spirit. And that's where Knives Out and Defending Jacob have kind of filled that for him that he gets to try. Mm-hmm. still to watch mm-hmm. that. So I think, and, and even,
3: was, Hugh,
2: even Hugh Jackman, even though he had like one yeah. last movie in Logan, that oh, yeah. wide like gap between X Men 3 or whatever and then Logan, he did Way Miz, something Great nobody show could Showman, he did all expected. those. Yeah. You know? So
0: I'm saying there's the part of the superhero universe that I think gets understated is once you give your time to these projects and you dedicate your life 10 years six years however long which is a long time in the movie industry to just be doing the same thing over and over again it does become emotionally draining that when you re-enter back into the industry again as just a freelance actor or you're just looking for the next role it does the 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 weight of the superhero film kind of weighs very heavily on the next project, and like you said, you found it hard to see Chris. Uh, you find it hard to see Chris Evans as a bad guy in *Knives Out*, although you enjoyed the performance. Yeah. It was kind of hard to see him because you're so used to him as Captain America. It's the same way with. Um, uh, you know with, with superheroes and it's also the same way with like actors in plays when you're in the same play for like 100 performances 200 performances when you're into the next one people are expecting that same performance from last time and you're just not that person anymore so i just i just i wonder with Haley steinfeld with her with her young career whether that's how that's gonna come out when she when she's ready to to move on, how it's gonna affect her. But you know, in all honesty, it may just be very positive because it it tends to revitalize careers. But I'll say even like comparatively, you know, Jeremy Renner was in the was in the conversation for winning an Oscar for um, was it Zero Dark Thirty? No, it wasn't. It was what in was the, the- what was the movie he was in with the uh, the girl, the lady who won the Oscar for best director? I forgot the name of the movie right now for some reason. Hurt Locker. Yes. Oh, he was. I think he was nominated, or he won an Oscar for for Hurt Locker. I believe he was nominated. So to go from that to now, you're in Hawkeye as Hawkeye, and and you're barely mentioned at all. You know, Haw- Hawkeye is, tends to be an understatement for the most part. So oh. I, you see how that can affect your yeah, career, yeah, yeah. and so that's why I, that's just the question I have. But no, so you make great la- great points.
1: The last thing I'll say about it, but I completely agree with you. Um, the last thing I will say about it is that it, it's more of like a st- it's a statement kind of. Um, so I remember over quarantine, and. They, they want uh, Brandon Davis, one of our bloggers on Twitter, wanted to do the watch party, um, where we all start at the same time at like seven o'clock on a Friday or Thursday, and it was actually on the anniversary of when Endgame came out, like to the to the exact date. And he reached out to a bunch of reps, but, like Russos, um, bunch of the cast members, and said, hey, like we're doing a watch party. Would you want to follow along or like do or something? Do be somehow involved with it, um rdj made a special appearance all he said he just came on to like the russo brother like instagram live and just said like he just thanked the fans which was nice because he said that he was leaving the role for good and that was respectful like respect of respectfully um and he did a lot of people were asking about chris evans mostly they said chris evans and rdj um brandon davis did say that he did reach out to chris evans like his rep and Chris Evans had respectfully declined it because he was moved on from the role. And at the time, I mean, to be completely honest, I was a little upset, but at the same time, I understood because when you're in that role for, like you said, six to eight years and you kind of finally put it to rest, you you kind of move on and you're doing... I think as soon as he finished that, he was already doing Defending Jacob and he was working on Knives Out almost at the same time, so... Especially, And then I know RDJ, last fact, was, had said goodbye to Tony Stark. He said goodbye, and then I think last January, right before the film came out, they came up with that creative Iron Man snap, and they, they called him and said, Hey, um, we want you to do this. What do you think? And RDJ really contemplated it. He's like, Listen, I already said goodbye to the role. I had my emotional goodbye. I don't know. And then he's like, you know what? I have to do this for the fans. I have to do it for a, a proper goodbye to him. So, I mean, like, I I, I understand and I respect it. I mean, that I, that's my final thought. Um, any final thoughts on what we've said today, Zach or Lindsay? Anything you want to touch on?
2: Um, I'm just happy for uh, Zendaya, you know. She has a long career. <laughs> yes. You just have to bring it back, bring it full circle. She has a long career ahead of her. She has a
1: very good career ahead of her.
2: Yeah. No, the the star power, it's only growing. And then she actually has the acting chops. Like, I started, like, watching Euphoria was an interesting experience because I was, I mean, obviously the name is what brings you in, but it's like, okay, I know you within, like, like the Disney context and a little bit of the Spider-Man stuff, like, Let's see, you know, your actual, actual work. And while I will maintain that, Euphoria is like very melodramatic and it's so like extra. It's still a good show, like for what it is. it's um, It keeps, you know, the attention and the entertainment and even past that, it's just like she does a great job. So I'm excited for her. Um, I'm happy for, you know, seeing some of the diversity in the roles for the Emmys. And yeah, so we'll see how those selections go. I couldn't
1: yeah. agree more. It's gonna be
0: it's gonna be one exciting time at the Emmys, uh, but just stacked houses left and right, um, and uh, just it's gonna see what happens. is is very interesting.
1: That's stuff. usually my line.
2: Who's who's hosting? If it's gonna be some Camel. virtual thing,
1: Kimmel. Got it.
0: Jimmy Kimmel. Why you gotta do my dog Jim like
1: that? I like Jimmy Kimmel. Um, He's he's actually there's been a lot
0: of allegations against Jimmy Kimmel recently, so I don't know how this is gonna uh fly. But um, yeah, I saw something where he's been given he's giving nominees instructions of how they're going to uh, do it and how everything's gonna work. Um, Wow. But I don't know.
1: But again, we'll see.
0: We'll see. Well, that's my
1: famous like ending line in every every episode. <laughs> we'll see.
0: Well, thank you, Lindsay, for for showing up and hanging yes, out with us thank for a little you. bit.
2: Thank you guys. Always appreciate the invitation.
1: Any thoughts on how we did, or any like any remarks for our our fans?
2: Oh, you guys are in the zone. You guys just you know, it's it's like a wall <laughs> machine.
0: We try.
1: we we, we do we thank you um all right zach go go for it awesome
0: well that was episode 12 of that's what she said see you guys later